Good morning and welcome to the Wizards and Pixie Dust podcast with your host Mary Johannan and Melissa Snyder. It is June 16th, 2021 and we are into summer. Good morning, Melissa. Good morning. Good morning. How are you this morning? I'm blinded by the sun today. I had to like <laughs> move these curtains over. <laughs> It's usually the sun's not blaring this early in the morning, but now we are officially into summertime. So it's coming in. It's coming in harsh. Yeah, it is. It's, you know, like all of a sudden here it is. So <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. So, oh my goodness. Let's just like jump right in because there's so much stuff that happened this yeah. yesterday, right? Yesterday. Yeah. It's okay. It's just, it all it was like all of a sudden it was just so many things for, you know, big things. Yes. Yes. Big things over at Walt Disney world. So, um, the face mask coverings. Yes. Stopped yesterday, except on transportations. Correct. Right. So they are required for transportation. So we're talking the transport buses, monorail and Skyliner required have to wear them. Yes. Everybody. Everybody nope. has to wear one. Yep. No exception. No, no exception. But when you're outdoors and now even indoors waiting in line. Right. They're making a distinction. So Disney is specifying. So if you're fully vaccinated, then wearing a mask indoors. So in the lines to wait for an attraction on the attraction itself, if you're fully vaccinated, Disney is saying that's optional. Disney is saying if you're not fully vaccinated, then they're asking you to wear them inside in the lines, on the rides, all of those things. Um, that being said, Disney is not checking for proof of vaccination. So it is the honor system. <laughs> uh, Shnikes. Yeah, I don't have, I, 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 I totally understand why they're doing it. You know what I mean? I don't think there's really anything else they can do, you know, but I guess my, my faith in a lot of, you know, people's decision-making and, you know, like the whole honor system thing. I just, I don't, you know, I hope it goes, I hope it goes well. Yeah. I think, I don't know. I'm a little like torn because we see all of these things in the news where like, um, people are trying to say, oh, it's my right, you know, like, um, to bring a gun on property. <laughs> or bring like weapons on property, all of those types of things, right? So I feel like, you know, if people say, well, it's my right to not wear a mask, even if I'm not vaccinated. I mean, there are gonna be those instances too. Sure, so. sure. And I mean, yeah, I mean, that's, it's, I think that's definitely an arguable point. You know, I'm just thinking, yeah. I, I have my own opinions on, you know. <laughs> society and you know what we can do to uphold and work together and community and this you know the scheme of things like what are the big asks for this you know what's the what's the risk versus reward here um yeah and also just wondering how honest people you know are going to be about things and you know following recommendations and I know it's it's been a tough time so I know people are just over it and just want to go back to normal I get that I do. I do get that too. And honestly, here's the thing. Like, um, we are vaccinated except for the kids, obviously they're too young to get vaccinated, which is fine. But, um, you know, because the kids have to wear masks, not being vaccinated, we decided that we wear masks just to make them feel more comfortable. So, and honestly, like, I mean, 
just because we're vaccinated, we can still get it. And now there's these new variants that are coming out, which they say are extremely bad. Um, So I'm fine still wearing a mask. And if people want to start a brawl with me about it, I'm just going to nod and move forward. (laughs) Yes, because it's it's already happened. I mean, the other day we were out and um, my husband and the little one had masks on and this guy decided to start yelling at them for wearing masks. And like, you know, the little one's only seven years old and this guy's dropping F-bombs about and my husband was like so upset. And I was like, you can't get upset by this. This is going to happen more and more and more as things lax. Like people have their opinions of not wanting to wear the mask. You have your opinion of wanting to wear the mask and then just agree to disagree, honestly. Right. Like it's, it's just like, it's a personal decision. Right. And yeah. we're all about respecting everyone's personal decisions and their freedom to make their own choices. Right. So yeah. I mean, up. yeah. And you, and, and that person, you know, like the other thing is like, I could be really sick and still want to go out and still have to wear a mask. I've seen people who um, have various diseases that need to wear a mask even prior to COVID. So, you know, you can't assume anymore, let's be honest. But, you know, like you said, Disney is not requiring proof of vaccination for these. So, um, you know what, guys, if you don't want to wear a mask and you're not vaccinated, then don't, you know, say anything to anybody. (laughs) Like, just yeah. keep it to yourself. Don't start a fight or anything like that. So, you're wearing um, a mask and you see somebody not wearing a mask, you know, it's don't that's start a fight. Exactly. And social distancing is still a thing. Like, just yeah. stay away. That's what I, you know, that's what we've been telling the kids. Like, if you're, if it makes you uncomfortable, like, you have the right to stay away. Like, that's it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, okay. So that came back. The park reservation system is still in place. Right. Still in place for Disney. And there's no talk about that going away. Correct. And the and it's still the same thing with the park hoppers. So you get you make your first reservation for the park that, at which you're going to start at. Mm-hmm. And then at two o'clock they open up to, uh, park hopping based on availability. Um, but you're making that park reservation just for the park where you're starting that day. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. A lot of people have been asking us, are fast passes back? Fast passes are still not back so no. I haven't heard anything about a potential return date for fast passes still waiting to see you know what happens with that so yeah I kind of don't like fast passes I'm not even gonna lie like I feel like it's another thing to add to the regimented day of being at a park at Walt Disney World like okay guys you can't go on this ride because we got to be over here to get on our fast pass like so I kind of just I think that's the fast pass the like the the online pre-scheduled fast pass. I was a big fan of the paper ticket fast pass. Oh yeah. I was a huge fan of that. So when we first did our first trip where it switched the pre-scheduled, I was like, this is ridiculous. (laughs) I can, I am not a fan of it at all. I think the paper ones are so much better because you have to be there. You have to go get it. You're making on this on ground, like decisions, like real decisions. Yeah, exactly. Oh yeah. And I'm still a huge proponent for Disney to start charging for fast passes like Universal does for their Express Pass. I'm a huge proponent for that. I think that'll weed out a lot of uh, the need to feel like you got to be somewhere at a certain time. Between fast passes and dining, it's like your whole day is planned. You can't just enjoy like off the cuff stuff at Walt Disney World anymore. So 
I'm okay with that fast pass. <laughs> yeah, I like I said, if they wanted to bring out the people ticket ones, I'd be all for that, you know, or just or even doing that through the app, like where you have to be kind of like you know, with Rise of the Resistance, where you have to be in like you have to yeah. be, you know, something like that where you have to be there to do to make the passes. I just think the scheduling ahead of time, it's it's tough and it just adds a whole layer of stress. Yes, that's why I like going to Disneyland. So if you get the um photo package and the max pass then you do it once you enter the park you you are able to make your fast pass for the day yeah and I like that because it opens up it's more relaxing you can go on at any time and look for one it's not like oh my goodness like is this going to be sold out or you know like those kinds of things so um it was really nice to be able to do that for sure so I'm a big fan of that. Bring back the paper ticket system or something similar with an app. <laughs> oh my goodness. People are going to lose their paper tickets. I had it, but I lost it. <laughs> well, I loved it too, because, you know, sometimes we would go get a paper fast pass and then we would get like a bonus fast pass, you know, at the same time, yeah. extra. And I was like, that's so smart, you know, do something like that, but you can do it with the app. I mean, off my soapbox. <laughs> okay. So let's talk about the big things. So yesterday they announced that fireworks are coming back. I'm so excited to hear this. I have been waiting for this. This makes the whole, um, my whole disappointment about Magical Express leaving, this makes this a little bit better now that fireworks are coming back. I'm like a little yeah. bit more able to handle the fact that Magical Express is leaving. Now that <laughs> fireworks are coming back and they're going to be there. <laughs> I know. I was like, honestly, I was a little surprised because I know Universal was doing some fireworks on random nights. So I was a little surprised that Disney hadn't been doing them, though I know Disney consistently does something every single night in every single park except for Animal Kingdom. Yeah. Typically, they don't do fireworks over there to spook the animals for sure. Yeah. Um, but it looks like the Magic Kingdom and Epcot fireworks are coming back. So no talk of the Hollywood Studios right. fireworks right. coming back. Um, smaller space though so if you think about it I'm wondering if they're doing it for spacing because around the world showcase you can really space people out pretty well yeah. and um, for Magic Kingdom there are lots of points you can see them from you know our, like I think in front of the castle and those areas around there but also behind the castle you know Tomorrowland some areas so you can spread people out whereas at Hollywood especially if they're projecting things onto the um the theater, you have to be kind of in that one spot. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. So. Exactly. So, I mean, it, you know, it ends up being good. So if you're traveling um, July 1st or later, so if you're there now, sorry guys, no fireworks, <laughs> but if you are traveling July 1st or later, then um, you will have the opportunity to see the fireworks again, which is super exciting for sure. Um, but I heard like people have also been asking about the dessert parties. So like um, if you're a first time listener, you've never been to Walt Disney World, um, they have dessert parties, which includes um, various kinds of desserts and snacks and beverages, including beer and wine. And then you at the end, it culminates with you watching the fireworks at a select destination in the park that gives you a really good bird's eye view of the fireworks. Um, so people are saying, oh, my goodness. So the fireworks are back now or the dessert parties back now, because let's be honest, a great way to stay distance during a dessert uh, during fireworks is, you know, doing the dessert parties. Right. But right. 
they're not back. No, I'm looking, you know, I was looking too to see if they had updated as to what was back in terms of special events. And it just looks like the private VIP tours are really the only things. Yeah. Extra things that are available currently. So many other things are not. Yeah. So those aren't back yet, guys, but I'm going to guess they're probably going to come back soon, right? Like, I think, I honestly think that the opening up of the fireworks is kind of like the tipping point. I think we're now going to start to see things really open up. I mean, and also with the masks, you know what I mean? I think we've hit two big, big milestones and now we're really going to start to see things come back. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. So, um, cavalcades are still going on, so that's good. And they are still doing distance, social distance meet and greets over at Disney. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So that's good. Um, so the big news really was the face coverings and the fireworks. Those are big. Like really, I do think those are the big, big, big milestones that we've been kind of waiting for, you know, had we seen parades coming back to, or, you know, fireworks to all the parks, but I think this is big enough to show that they're starting to really, yeah, going to start to bring things back. So to really bring things back. Yeah, I know. So that's exciting. So those are the updates at Walt Disney World. But today we really wanted to talk about Universal because we have not talked about Universal in a really long time. And I love me some Universal. Okay. So um, one of the things that we love about Universal that we wanted to talk about, because we get a ton of questions on their express pass, yeah, right? We do. And everybody's like, oh, is it just a fast pass like over at Walt Disney World? And the truth is, no, it's not. <laughs> right, right. It's not. It's different. It's different. That's, you know, that's what I, when I hear clients talking about Universal, they'll tell me, I want the fast pass for Universal too. And it is, it's completely different, different name, different, different things. Okay, so if you guys are first-time listeners, never been to Universal, um, or you've been to Universal and you've never used the Express Pass, um, let's talk about what this is. Okay, so Universal is much different than Disney. Disney has the Fast Pass, and you're allowed, <coughs> excuse me, you're allowed like three to choose from initially, and then once you use those up, you can go back in the app and choose them. So Universal is like, ah, eh, nope, not going to be choosing times and stuff like that. <laughs> has you pre-schedule your fast passes up to three for one park right Uh, but universal's like yeah no that's too much work for us (laughs) so what they said was we're just going to make an express pass line and if you purchase the express pass you can go in at any time you want anytime you want during that day right yep yep love it when you're there you can decide when to go. There's so much more flexibility and freedom. Yeah. So there's two passes you can purchase. There's the express pass and there's the unlimited express pass. So the difference between the two is the express pass allows you to enter each ride that has an express pass line once throughout your day there. If you have the unlimited express pass, you can go into that ride as many times as you want that day or any rides that have the express pass lines. Um, Historically, new rides that get launched like VelociCoaster do not have an express pass line for the first year. Right, right. And so that's a big difference from Disney because when they have a new ride that comes out, they have a fast pass line. So that is a big difference to think about if you're a Disney family, when you go to Universal, those big new rides may not have an express pass line. Now, 
people always say, okay, we're at Disney World. We want to go over to Universal for the day. You know, we want to do both parks because people want to see the Harry Potter stuff. Right. And at Universal Orlando, the Harry Potter stuff is actually in both um, Universal Studios, which is the Diagon Alley and Islands of Adventure, which is Hogsmeade. And in order to ride the Hogwarts Express, you have to have the park to park ticket. So it's kind of like a park hopper ticket that you have over at Disney World. Um, So you have to have that to go to both parks. Okay. So if you really wanted to do both parks in one day and do everything, then the express pass is the way to go, really. Uh, And and to do things with, I mean, I I think if you're going to try to do both parks in one day, I mean, without an express pass, you're going to be going crazy because you're just going to be, it's going to be like a priest, like a, like a schedule, like you have to be, have to be, have to be someplace, you know? And I think you get a little bit more flexibility with the express pass. If you're trying to do everything in one day, I still think you're going to have to pick and choose a little bit because there's just so much at universal. Yeah. Um, You know, two days really is the way to go with that. But I think express pass is your best shot at getting most of the stuff done and having a really memorable experience. If you're just looking for that one day. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So like, And I think I've said this before, but I've never been to Universal where we have not had the Express Pass because we always stay at one of the premier hotels. And when you stay at one of the premier hotels on property, they include the Express Pass. So we've over, we've always, always stayed at either Lowe's Royal Pacific, which is a premier, Hard Rock, which is a premier, and Lowe's Portofino Bay, which is a premier. So if you stay at any one of those three hotels, then they throw in the unlimited express pass for you. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's great. And it's, it's so nice because these three hotels that we just talked about are super, super close to the entrances of the park. I mean, like you walk there. Yeah, it's yeah. not even like, you know, people think Polynesian's close to Magic Kingdom, but it's a hike, right? Yeah. Like I'm literally talking, I timed it one time and it's like a six minute walk from the pool at Hard Rock to the entrance of Universal Studios Park. that's so significantly shorter than walking from a like from one of the resorts on the monorail to disney with maybe the exception of the contemporary like you might be close you know what i mean this is still a good 10 15 minute walk we've done that a lot it's still a a walk so universal is very unique in that in that That, respect yeah exactly so you know not only are you a very short walk from the entrance to the parks, but they're throwing in that unlimited express pass for you, which is great. Um, and so anytime, like I, I love to help people plan universal. <laughs> I love it. See to me, I'm a universal. We're going down to Florida and guys, if you are a Disney person, it's okay to hate me after I say this, I'm okay with that, but we are going down to Orlando in August and we are not going to Disney world at all. <laughs> <laughs> it is a strictly universal and we're actually doing SeaWorld and Discovery Cove. So we'll have to talk about that too nice. at some point, but um, yeah, we're, we're not even doing Disney at all. So that's going to be, uh, you know, we, we love universal. Like I love it, love it, love it. So um, yeah. So if you are thinking about universal, honestly, you need to get that express pass. If you want to do everything in, um, one day for sure, you want to get on everything, but you know, it really, if you want to enjoy the parks and everything that it has to offer the shows, 
like I haven't been down since that Born Spectacular has come out. So I am so excited to see that when we go down. I can't wait. Yeah. I love it's, it, I'm, I'm going to guess it's kind of like the Indiana Jones show. It's a stunt show, but more for the Born theory, um, series. Technology and, you know, that, that it's just a different, different era, you know, which is kind of cool because it's a little bit more modern versus the classic Indiana yeah, exactly. So I'm super excited to see that. Um, as far as restrictions over at Universal, um, they do not, unlike Walt Disney World, there are no park reservations. Exactly. Right? They do dated tickets. So um, what they do is like, if you're just getting a ticket for the day and you have the dated ticket, then, you know, you go over and you, we recommend you get there early because if yeah. the park gets to capacity, you still kind of have to wait to get in, right? So... They do oh. give priority if the um, if the parks reach capacity. Once people start kind of leaving, they will give um, entrance priority to resort guests. So that yeah. kind of a step up. If you are staying on property and the parks at capacity, if you're a resort guest and people start leaving, um, you know you get more of a priority versus just the general day admission. So exactly, exactly. Um, Still uh, kind of the same restrictions. I think it was a Florida restriction where you don't need to, it's optional to wear the mask outdoors, um, but they still want you to wear the mask um, indoors, correct? Right, yep. Yeah. The same thing. That's, I do see Universal and Disney very paralleled on their mask policy now. Yeah, the mask and as well as like having hand sanitizing available wherever you go to. Yeah. So, and then over at Universal, they're still not doing like full house cleaning yet, which is fine. Right. Um, you know, like if you need something, they'll come up and bring it to you and those kinds of things. Um, but it's still very like light. They want to try and just avoid as much contact. Right. As anything. Yeah, it is contactless, you know? So I think they are trying to keep your personal space as clean, like as safe for you as possible yeah. and as limited contact as possible. So. Yeah. Um, honestly, I think all the hotels are open now, to be honest with you. Surfside is opening soon from what I remember, but like, I think all the hotels over there are open. They don't have as many hotels. Obviously Disney has like what, 26 hotels to choose from. <laughs> they have on their website, a list of the hotels that are open. And then they have a table indicating when the next rounds of hotels are set to reopen at Disney. So, yeah. so having as many, no, you don't have to roll those out as slowly. Yeah. So that's exciting. Um, and then let's see, there's no talk of the light shows at night being open yet. They might, they might be just going and they're just not showing it, but, um, and then the parades are going cause we had clients down there just a couple weeks ago and they were like, so excited about all the different parades. Cause, um, they do like Secret Life of Pets and Minions and SpongeBob SquarePants and then the DreamWorks characters and all that kind of stuff. So there's a lot of fun um, parades that showcase those various uh, animated movies, right? So that's always fun. Um, and then character meet and greets. So I guess right now what they're doing is they're putting all the DreamWorks characters in a certain area. So they used to be like scattered throughout the different parks. So we met the lion from Madagascar over in islands one time. Uh, we met Poppy from Trolls and Universal, but now I think they're putting all of them in one DreamWorks meet and greet area over in Universal Studios. I'm gonna guess it's over by 
<clears throat> the E.T. ride and Fievel and Woody Woodpecker and Barney and Friends and all in that area because that's the more kid-friendly area over yeah. there. Yeah, um, I like that idea. I, I yeah. like having everybody all in one place. You know, you go to your place to get your characters and I like that. Yeah. So. And they just pop up randomly. See, that's the thing, like, uh, you know, Disney has their, their, their list for the day and what time the meet and greets are and what time the parades are and all those kinds of things. Like at Universal, it's, it's not as regimented, like they'll be out, they'll not be out. It just all depends. So, um, you know, if you're over that way, take a look, or if you run into a member over there, ask them, you know, you know, what time are the meet and greets today? They might know a little bit more. But I didn't, sometimes it'll show up on the app too, the universal app. Yeah. yeah. So, okay. So those are the fun things going on at Walt Disney World and Universal right now. And I totally want to talk about this. I'm like so excited guys, because I'm a huge Halloween person. I know Melissa, you're not, but. <laughs> I like idea and I like and I love the not so scary Halloween party over at Disney but I don't know Universal is a little bit like too realistic and too scary less of like the spooky fun you know it's like for serious Halloween enthusiasts oh yeah oh yeah it's a different level and I'm not there oh my goodness it is like the like 180 of what they do at Disney like it is super scary and super gory and like yeah Um, it's great so but Horror I'm Nights is coming. <laughs> Horror Nights is coming back. And so the last year was supposed to be the 30th anniversary of Horror Nights, but with everything that went on, they, you know, did the two houses and that was it. So this year they are doing the Horror Nights and they're going to celebrate the 30th anniversary of it. So it's select nights mm-hmm. in uh, September and October, which is fine. Um, you know, you can go on and look and see what nights, oh my goodness, it seems like it's a ton of nights. <laughs> I, I think, I think that's going to be great too. You know, Florida residents, travelers, I think everyone's just going to be so excited to see that again. I think it's going to be, you know, a huge hit and they need a lot of nights. Yeah, absolutely. So what it looks like right now is that, um, Mondays and Tuesdays, they're not doing it, but every uh, Wednesday through Sunday is horror nights. So that's, good well now I got to rearrange my trip (laughs) um so oh my goodness there's like I don't know even how many nights this is this is like it seems like there's 50 nights of horror nights but um so this is the thing I love about horror nights and we were talking about this earlier it is a separate ticketed event so you do have to pay extra to get into the horror nights it is over at Universal Studios Park not Islands of Adventure and they'll close the park down early to, which seems incredibly fast, switch things around. Yeah. Yeah. So they so do it in Disney, right? So they don't, they don't um, let you come in early with your ticket and then slowly weed out the people who have a ticket. They totally shut everything down. And yeah, everybody- Well, yes and no. So like, if you do have a Horror Nights ticket, kind of like Disney, if you're already in the parks, you can scan your ticket and then they actually tell you there's certain zones you can go into and you have to stay in there until Horror Nights opens. Okay. okay. And then in the meantime, they weed everybody else out. So I can't remember if they gave us a band 
or how it worked, um, but you had to have a ticket to get past a certain point or the band to get past a certain point. If you didn't, then they, you know, they were trying to like, like Disney, you know, weed people out of the park or whatever. Um, but yeah, like we couldn't get in early. It was like, it started at 6 p.m. We got there at 545 and people were in line. They were letting people in around 530. Okay but not much earlier than that. Um, So, uh, and it's, it's kind of crazy because what I love about it was that it was light out when we got there, obviously, you know, Um, and then as the night went on, it got so spooky. Like I just loved, like, it was awesome. Cause it was like, okay, you know, you're walking through scare zones and you're like, okay. But then at night when it was dark and you're walking through the scare zone, it was so spooky. So, um, makes it real, makes it yeah. too real for scared chickens like me, but you know, for in Halloween enthusiasts, it's perfect. You can't ask for a better ambiance atmosphere, you know? So, yeah, it's, it's funny. So the thing about horror nights is they have the 10 houses and then they have scare zones in different, um, areas of the park. Um, so in the scare zone though, that's when the actors can come up and try and scare you and they're supposed to act the way they act, whatever it is. Um, and then once you're out of the scare zone, there's nothing scary. So like you can, you can avoid scare zones. It's tough. It seems like it's tough, but you can avoid them. Um, but if you want to be in that ambiance and see those things, it's pretty cool. So I love that. And then there's the houses, which are like hidden throughout the park. So it's kind of neat that like Universal uses every crevice for their houses, right? Like there are buildings behind um, different things like the fear, um, like uh, men in black, like Mm -hmm. there's a whole house back there or there's like different areas that they take you in like a behind the scenes area that they have a warehouse back there so that's set up back there it actually could be that the the house is actually the back end of a ride you just don't know because they do such a great job like putting the stuff together yeah that's really neat yeah so so I joined this Facebook group. I'm not going to name it, but I joined this Facebook group and it's all about Halloween Horror Nights. And apparently one of the crazy things, like if you are a Halloween Horror Night person is the speculation of what the houses are going to be. That sounds like fun to think about. <laughs> I know. So I'm like, I joined this group and I'm like, oh my goodness, like people are really crazy about speculating what the houses are going to be. It's almost like kind of like March Madness where you want, you have this like bracket and you like figure out which houses and then see who gets the, I'm sure there are brackets for Halloween Horror Nights, but like, um, so the only one right now that is on the web page for Horror Nights that has been announced is the Beetlejuice house. Okay. So that's confirmed by Universal. That That is confirmed. Yes. The other nine houses are not confirmed yet. So that's the only one confirmed. And then they do typically have some houses that they do repeat every year. Like um, on this speculation map, they have the Bride of Frankenstein Lives and the Monster's House. That one, yes. That one they typically do every year because it's just, um, you know, a tribute to those old school 
monsters, werewolf, swamp thing, Frankenstein, you know, Dracula, all of them. It, and it's a, it's a great house um, to go. I mean, those characters really built Halloween. You know what I mean? Like yeah. they're really, that's really the kind of the start of it. And especially if they're celebrating their 30th anniversary, I would think that they would want to have some kind of representation, continued representation of like a iconic classic, you know, things they've done in the past. So that I would well, that's a speculation for another house is um, Horror Nights icons captured. Ooh, interesting. Yeah, so that would be a great house like to go through and then just to see the different ones that, that people have liked so much over the years that have come back. Oh, interesting. That's neat. Yeah. Um, speculation of Revenge of the Tooth Fairy to be back. I hope it is because I didn't go down last year, but that was one of the houses that they actually had available for people to go through if you were down there. Mm-hmm. Um, so I kind of hope they do keep that back. Um, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre is another speculation one. Oh my goodness. I'm not good with chainsaws in general, like let alone going through a house with a whole bunch of chainsaws, but. Yeah, I'm not good with, ch- I don't love chainsaws and you mix those with Halloween. That just. Yeah. yeah. Wow. But I will suck it up for our listeners to go through that house and let you know how it is. <laughs> so glad that it's you and not me. <laughs> oh my goodness. Um, another one, the the Wicked Growth Realm of the Pumpkin. I don't know what this is. I'm going to have to Google that one. I've never heard of that. I've never heard of that one either. Um, Puppet Theater, which you know, I think that's an old school, like maybe 70s or 80s type of thing. Um, crazy puppets. <laughs> scary. That sounds terrifying and, and horrifying all at the same time. Like, <laughs> okay. I mean, I, that'll be interesting for sure. I'm probably going to laugh through that house because puppets don't really scare me. So I'll be interested to see what that is about. Yeah. I'll be interested to see, to hear, not to see, to hear about how Universal does make those scary. Cause I bet you they're going to make them creepy. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. Like, um, what's that movie? Help me out here. Um, the Goosebumps theories with that puppet. You oh, know what I'm talking about? Yeah. I can't think of the name, but I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Now that puppet freaks the kids out. Yeah. I, I would bet that it's going to be all along that type of thing. Like I, if I had to bet, it's not just like a little, like little sock puppet being happy and stuff. <laughs> it's going to be like something that's going to, you know, potentially revisit you whenever you see a puppet going forward, you're going to, you know, yeah like maybe a lot of like people attached to strings and and those yeah yeah, so okay that would be cool that yeah still not scary to me like i say uh slappy isn't that his name slappy i don't know i I can picture him i can't picture i can't think of the name (sighs) yeah so the puppet one will be interesting welcome to scary heart in the heartland so that i don't know about that one either i'm gonna have to check that one out um I'm not sure about that. And then Creep Show or Halloween Three. They're not sure. They they were like, okay, if there were eleven houses, we'd say Creep Show, and then the eleventh house would be Halloween Three. So they're just kind of like lumping Creep Show or Halloween Three together as a speculation. Yeah. So that's interesting. And then this will be extremely interesting because you and I were talking about this, and I know you haven't seen this series on Netflix, but The Haunting of Hill House. Yeah. I saw I remember seeing the previews for it and I I I am confident I closed my eyes because I just was like I'll never go into a dark room again or a dark house ever again timers we need all the timers in our house 
<laughs> oh my goodness. I watched both series. So there's two of them. Um, I think the second one is a different house name, but this one's the Hill House one. So the first one that came out and uh, I'm always a sucker for a really good storyline in a movie. I feel like there's so many movies that just remake the same storyline. And I thought this was brilliant. Like this storyline, the both storylines were brilliant. I thought that was great. I loved how they used the same actors in both both series as well that was brilliantly placed too um but yeah this one will be interesting to see how they do that because i like the the show but i don't know if i want to be in that house (laughs) wow i mean that's just that's gonna be a little bit too real you know okay so you go and you see beetlejuice and there's all the beetlejuice stuff but now we're talking about a house that's themed on a show about a house that's haunt. I mean, yeah. talk about immersive though. Okay. So I will give it to universal talk about immersive. You do that yeah. right. And that's going to be, I mean, I could see that being like the showstopper right there because that is truly you're in it. You know, yeah. you're just looking at the stuff you're in it. So yeah, yeah I could be interested to see yeah. how, like if we walk in and it's the grand staircase, like I'm just going to be like, Holy crap. <laughs> I don't know if I want to hear too much about that one. I might be absent that day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just like, I'll be like, oh boy, this will be like crazy. Yeah, so um, that one will be interesting because if they do that, I would, I'm just excited to see how they're going to do it because it's not that like in your face, scary, like Halloween, Chainsaw Massacre, you know, those types of ones. Like it's not an in your face one. It's a more subdued environment of scary things that occur throughout yeah, the time. Yeah. Yeah. um so that'll be interesting really terrifying but you know subtle yeah 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 for sure so i'm excited so i have to look into this welcome to scary and the wicked growth and see what those two are but again these are all just speculations so they do speculation maps um various people do it uh you know maybe they get a little bit of insider information and stuff like that but uh i'm just so excited to uh to check this out to be honest well i think it's so much you know that's part of the fun too um and i think you know thinking about that that kind of sounds a lot like galaxy's edge when people when galaxy's edge was going to be built there was a lot of speculation and ideas as to what it might look like. And it's it's the same thing with the Horror Nights. If you're a fan, you love that kind of talk. You know, that's exciting. That yeah. kind of builds it up. So I think all the speculation, um, when you have something, especially like the speculation map that's so specific and so detailed, it's really fun because you just can start thinking about all the possibilities. Oh my goodness. It's, yeah, it's kind, of, it's kind of neat. And then like they come out and they talk about it, right? And they say, okay, these are the houses, right? And then everybody's like, oh my gosh, like then it's the speculation of what's going to be in the house. And yeah, I think that's great. I think that really fosters creativity, you know? And I think it, um, it's just, it, it makes it like a hobby, you know, which is a cool thing. If you can, you turn now Universal is not just like this theme park and a fun place to go, but now it's like this hobby destination, yeah. I think, oh, yeah. I think that's so cool. So besides all of the scariness of it, they do have some fun food and drinks too um, while you're down there. So it's, you know, if you're not like a house person, but you'd be interested just to see how they do horror nights and you wanted to just walk around kind of thing and um, maybe go through some of the, some of the scare zones were super, super small. Like there was one where it, and it was so funny. I took some video of it, but it was, um, 
like a line of um porta potties uh-huh. right and then on the porta potty it said like it had like something written on it and then there was like a a troll guy that was like living in the porta potties so you would open the door and he would pop out and you didn't know which one he was in because he would go in and out of the ones in the back and you wouldn't see it from the front like it and that was like a scare zone but it was I just don't think that that's scary I don't think that's scary. <laughs> I mean, I would never use a porta potty anywhere ever again. Oh, <laughs> I would never ever be able to go into a porta potty for the rest of my life if a troll popped out of me at me. No, no, no. Oh my goodness, it was funny. Um, I think it was even more funny for me to people for people to actually think that they were real porta potties for people to use when Universal has like flushable facilities everywhere. So like. Yeah, that was funny. So I took some video on that, but like that was like a tiny little scare zone there um, kind of thing. But um, yeah, so the scare zones, you know, some of them are big and elaborate and loud. Like the one we went through had like headbanger music going like and it was so loud that I was like, let I was like trying to tell like sign language to my husband. Let's keep moving because I can't hear. too loud for me like yeah like so um yeah some of them are really loud so I'll be interested though I I really this year we've talked about doing two nights because I felt when we went in 2019 like we couldn't do everything in one night and that really like I was bummed out by that so this year we came up with a game plan where we're going to try and go two nights and one night we'll do the express pass for the houses because honestly guys that express pass for those haunted houses is worth the money it really is um you get to there's two again the express pass one house and then you're done or the unlimited express pass where you can go into the same house multiple times. So we just did the express pass one house per time. And then we got through all 10 houses in one night. But let me tell you guys, it took us three hours to get through all 10 houses with the express pass. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. And, and, Which, if you're, and if you're not, if you don't have that, that's all you do basically, right? Like you don't have as much time to spend taking in everything else. I mean, I'm sure you can do other things, but it's not, you're not as relaxed to be able to take in everything else. Cause you got to get somewhere to another line. Wow. Yeah. So we walked in at five 45 and I was like, you know, I'm a huge fan of stranger things. I was like, we have to get to the stranger things house. That was the first thing I wanted to do. We get to the stranger things house at five 50 and it was already an hour wait. And I was like, wow. Yeah. Yeah. So that was when I went over to the express pass thing. And I was like, just give me the express pass. Yeah. <laughs> Here's my credit card. Just yeah. give me the express pass. Cause I was like, we're never going to experience these houses. And I'm glad we did it because some of the houses were not my cup of tea. I didn't really understand some of them. Right, right. Um, and then other ones I was like, oh my God, I, I would have been so upset if I would have missed this one. Right. So and that's another, I think, important distinction if you are typically at Disney and you're going to Universal for Halloween for the Horror Nights. Yeah. So when, when Disney has an extra ticketed event like the Not So Scary or the Very Merry Christmas, they don't have the Fast Pass options. You don't make, you know, you just, they have the lines, you go on the rides at smaller crowds. But Universal does offer the Express Pass for the Horror Nights. So that is an add-on so that you can add an extra layer of efficiency to your special event. So I think that's an important distinction for people who might just have been to Disney for extra events. Yeah, exactly. 
exactly. So honestly, guys, if you want to get scared, Horror Nights is the way to go. Honestly. And Tori needs to be your toy, tour guide because she clearly, she's got, she knows where it all is and where to go to get scared. <laughs> oh my gosh. I would love to be people's tour guides. Like that would be amazing. Like, come on, let's go. Like, yeah. The scarier, the better. It's yeah. Oh my goodness. I just loved it. <laughs> That's great. That's great. Yeah. So I'm excited. So September 3rd, it starts to October 31st, pretty much every night, except for Monday nights and Tuesday nights, but the Tuesday night of the week of Thanksgiving, they'll be having it. So the week of Thanksgiving, um, sorry, Halloween. Okay. Okay. Yeah. The week of Halloween. Yeah. So they'll have it. So you can do it those. So up to Halloween and honestly, guys, I would not go on Halloween. It is like mass chaos there. I'm sure. I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right, Melissa, well, we covered a whole bunch of stuff. Yeah. I'm glad we talked about um, Universal because you're right. We haven't talked about them in a while in depth like that. So I'm glad we covered that. I know. I know. There's so much about Universal I'd love to talk about, including like VelociCoaster being opened. We'll have to kind of see what we can hear, engage some, you know, reactions and see. We have to, we'll have to talk more about Universal. And I would expect that we're going to start to hear about more things opening up with Disney. And if there's anything else that Universal is doing to make a shift more back to normal, we'll hear more about that too. So. Yeah. Oh my goodness, guys. Like the, the amount of news coming out about restrictions being lifted is just like day after day, after day, after day. It's very hard to keep up with. Yeah. But I think, you know, I think with the masks, I think the mask thing was like really the big linchpin. So. Yeah, absolutely. So just check out our Wizards and Pixie Dust Facebook page, our Instagram. And, you know, we post these fun videos of us early in the morning (laughs) on YouTube. Yeah, real life. So if you want to see what we look like while we're doing the podcast, head over to our Wizards and Pixie Does YouTube channel. Boop, boop. <laughs> make sure to subscribe. And if you guys like this podcast, make sure to go over to um, Apple or iTunes or yeah, and leave us a review because people are leaving us reviews and people are finding us that way and listening to us, you know. So thank you guys for listening in and and if you like it, leave a review so it helps other people find this podcast for sure. Yeah. All right, guys, until next week. Have a great week. Thanks for listening. Bye.